We acknowledge and are mindful that CSU Chico stands on lands that were originally occupied by the first people of this area, the Machupta, and we recognize their distinctive spiritual relationship with this land and the waters that run through campus. We are humbled that our campus resides upon sacred lands that once sustained the Machupta people for centuries. Welcome to the Rise, Teach, Learn podcast. I am Dr. Chiara Ferrari, Director of Faculty Development at Chico State, and we are happy to make this resource available to our campus community and beyond. The podcast is hosted by Dr. Jamie Lynn Gunderson, and she will engage in timely conversations with faculty, staff, and students, and give you a taste of the Chico experience. Subscribe to our podcast and explore the many resources available on our website. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to the second season of Rise, Teach, Learn. I'm your host, Jamie Gunderson. In this episode, I speak with colleagues from the Library and Technology and Learning program to explore resources and supports available for faculty teaching and learning. I am here with Stephanie Baldivia, a newer librarian in the Miriam Library, and she has a really cool history on campus, so I'm going to just throw it to Stephanie to introduce herself. Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Stephanie Baldivia. Thank you, Jamie. Um, I am indeed a lecturer librarian new to this role, but I have been on campus for the past five or six years as a university archivist for the special collections and university archives. I identify as first gen. I'm a first gen scholar. I'm the first person in my family to uh, have a, a master's degree and a bachelor's degree. And I also identify as Chicana and Latinx because that is my ancestral heritage. And so I'm so happy to be on campus in this new role. And Stephanie, I really enjoyed our conversation prepping for this podcast. Specifically, we talked a little bit about how I'm teaching an actual research class on campus. So my students have to prepare a professional paper. Can you tell uh, the our audience what resources are out there to help me help prepare my students? Yeah, absolutely. This is something that I'm really keen on myself. Uh, we have at Miriam Library a really robust library instruction uh, program. So what we do is as uh, librarians, we have you know, the expertise to train students how to do research, how to use the library resources to search materials on OneSearch, the Miriam Library catalog, and to find scholarly journals, scholarly articles, peer-reviewed materials. And so you as faculty, you do know how to do research, right? But teaching how to do research is something that librarians are specifically trained for. And so what we can do is schedule a, a one-time classroom visit to uh, have a librarian come into your course either via Zoom or you can come into the library and see what it's like to be physically in the building. We have a uh, library education room where students can come and get real hands-on experience with searching through the catalog. And that's something that we really are very proud of. We're uh, very student-centered in our approach to our work. And so we love being that, you know, kind of neutral third party. We have the expertise. So students can come and ask us questions, but we're not necessarily grading them, right? We're not in authority in the same way that I think faculty or professor, teaching faculty or their professors 
are, you know, and so I think, you know, having been first gen myself, coming into, you know, a, a professor's office or trying to email them was really challenging, especially if I was brand new to a campus. And so being able to like meet up with the librarian at the reference desk, you know, or, you know, just having that classroom interaction with them and seeing their friendly face, knowing that they are also an authority, but not necessarily judging me, uh, gave me a lot of confidence to just talk to them. So that's really helpful to know for instruction, but as a researcher myself, what tools can I access to make sure that I have my hands on the latest, greatest research? That is a great question. So what we have at Miriam Library is uh, we are part of a consortium of the 23 CSU campuses. And so any materials that you know that you would like to have access to, but we do not specifically own, uh, like a book or a journal article that you know you really want to get right away, you can order through our interlibrary loan services. And that's something that if you search it on OneSearch and you can find it, you can find the bibliographic information, we will be able to reach out to that consortium and see who does own that object, who does have access to that journal. And generally, the turnaround time is remarkably fast. Uh, we have a, a, a team of really great interlibrary services personnel, and they are often, you know, gathering materials for us to loan to other libraries, and they're also gathering materials, searching out where things are that we do not have access to within our unit. And so, yeah, we're very, very lucky that we have such a great team. And I can attest to the speed because I literally submitted a request and I think I had the article in my hands the very next morning. So they can turn it around and, and I don't want to say this because I don't want to commit to it, but sometimes they can turn it around in hours. I love it. I love it. Uh, lastly, I really want to highlight, you were telling me a little bit about ScholarWorks and I was kind of geeking out about it. So will you tell our audience a little bit about what that is? Sure. Yeah. So ScholarWorks is essentially uh part of, again, that CSU-wide consortium. So it's an opportunity to share any open educational resources, anything that you as a faculty person have published that is you know, an agreement that you might have with your uh, publication, either the journal or the book chapter, the, the editors of the book, that you uh, have the opportunity for greater visibility. You can freely share your work alongside other CSU scholars to anybody who has access to the internet. And so there's an opportunity for you to upload that article or that book chapter. I have uh, something that's uploaded into ScholarWorks myself. If somebody wanted to search my name, they would see all of the things that I've published that have um, been uh, Creative Commons or openly available. That's really cool that we can access uh, our students' work and the work of our colleagues. So I'm really excited to explore that. Can you just tell us, how do we get in contact with the library? I know that we can stop in anytime, but what's one way we can access you virtually? Great, that is the, my absolute favorite question because it gives me a chance to let everybody know that the one-stop portal to getting to a library service is at library csuchico.edu. It's where research really ought to begin for all scholars uh, associated with the CSU Chico campus. 
And uh, I highly encourage everybody to bookmark it because once you get to our homepage, you will see on the top right-hand side, it says the, the open hours, right? And right below that, it says, ask a librarian. And you can chat a librarian either in the library or again, part of a consortium that we have worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there is somebody who will be available to answer your questions, who is an expert in doing research. You can also email us or call or text us if you need to know right away, is the library open or can I bring food or drink? You cannot right now just due to COVID, but just, you know, if you need a rapid response, we are there to help you out. I am here with Kathy Fernandez, the Academic Technology Officer for Chico State. And Kathy and I have been talking and her job really spans across many facets of technology on campus. Um, she is a big part of the technology and learning program. She makes sure that's operational and running great, but she also works directly with the provost office on taking the technology that we are using and that we know that is working and taking it into new directions for the future. So Kathy, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate this opportunity. Yes, and I, she's a repeat guest on our podcast because we always love to hear about the latest, greatest technology on campus. Um, specifically, I want to talk today about technology and supports that really uh, support our faculty. So last week, we had Josh Whittinghill talk about the Wildcat Computing Support website, which is really centered towards students, but can also be helpful for faculty. But today I really want to center in on things like the uh, live Zoom virtual support and other options you're offering for faculty. So Kathy, I'm going to let you just take it away and tell us what's new in TLP. Great. So of course, the technology and learning program used to have a lab on the fourth floor of the library, but of course, during COVID and the pandemic, we have been going to virtual Zoom. And a lot of people have been enjoying that because you're right where you are with the problem. In other words, you don't have to come in, re-log into your accounts. So the technology and learning program is staying online virtually, which means we're open nine to five. If you go to our website, which is you know www.csuchico.edu slash TLP, the link is right there Monday through Friday. We we have people waiting in a Zoom room. We have uh, student assistants who uh, support us in the technology and learning program, and we have instructional technology consultants so they can help. And so when you come into the lab, whether it's, hey, I want to do something different, or hey, I'm having a problem, uh, both the instructional technology consultants and the student assistants are there to assist you immediately. Now, of course, um, we also have an email, tlp at csuchico.edu, if you wanted to mail something and, and get a response back. But uh, the instructional designers will also meet with faculty. If you want to just redesign an assignment or having a particular issue that's not working in the way that class uh, is going, you know, the course is going the way you want it to, uh, the instructional designers will also meet with you for an hour just to say, well, have you tried this tool? Have you considered these options? Here's some things that other faculty have tried. You know, it's really nice in the sense of instructional design work with a lot of different faculty. So they have a lot of tools in their pockets based on having experienced um, um, with many of the faculty ideas about uh, how to support the technology in teaching and learning. 
Um, we also um, offer training now, uh, again, because of the pandemic, most of us know we did go virtual, which during the summer was to support faculty uh, doing remote learning. We had 330 faculty that summer of 2020. And then the summer of 2021 has been focused on ChicoFlex. Again, that is different than HiFlex. And ChicoFlex is supporting faculty in these classrooms where we have the tracking camera, the microphones, the speakers. And those students that are on Zoom can hear and interact with students who are in the classroom. And so uh, for the coming summer, of course, we're still shaping what that may look like, but we know we want to continue to offer options for faculty. Uh, we know that during the time that you're teaching, you have full loads and sometimes you need the immediate help. So you go to the uh, TLP online, but for the summer, you might have a little more time to sit back, reflect, reflect and decide, hey, there's some things that um, I want to reestablish what I know about this tool, or there's been updates and I want to leverage this uh, thing better, uh, then we want to continue to have uh, a variety of choices for faculty to go deeper with Zoom or deeper with Blackboard or deeper with other tools. And speaking of tools, um, we have now a three-year agreement for Pronto. And Pronto is basically a text messaging app connected to Blackboard. And the advantage is, yes, for faculty, it's an advantage, but specifically for students. Students, you know, love to text message. They feel it's a lot more informal than email. Uh, they don't really, you know, emails queue up and maybe they read them, maybe they don't, where uh, Pronto allows classmates to talk to each other. And a lot of faculty, I've gotten a lot of feedback. Uh, the students are enjoying because we are meeting them where they're at on their phone text messaging, and they're able to send gifts to each other and, hey, you know, I, I need this link or does somebody want to study on Tuesday night? And Pronto allows them to communicate with each other very quickly and easily. So we want to recommend that faculty turn Pronto on as a tool in their Blackboard course. It's really easy and we have some tutorials for that. In addition, because of course we have these uh, ChicoFlex courses, if you want to pull your students, well, not all the students are in the classroom. So the eye clickers are sort of fading away. Instead, we now have, I believe it's a two year, maybe a three year uh, agreement with Poll Everywhere. And of course, Poll Everywhere has a variety. It's not just multiple choice, which of course, uh, Zoom is a very simplified polling tool. Poll Everywhere allows you to do word clouds to keep your uh, poll open so that students who are asynchronous later can um, go take the poll and, and participate in the activity later. And so Poll Everywhere has a lot more features. And again, it won't matter where your students are at, um, whether they're on their laptop or their cell phone, whether in class or online, they'll be able to participate. So Pronto and Poll Everywhere are two tools that we're continuing to move forward past the pandemic and into, uh, again, a more standard integration for teaching and learning. Wow, that's a lot. And I just want to take a moment to plug the options in summer. Uh, this summer, I was able to participate in the Chico Flex Institute, and I got to learn a lot about Pull Everywhere. I was already using Pronto, but I learned even more about it. Um, but what the summer did when I didn't have, you know, teaching and research as part of my load, I was able to really kind of step back, focus and take in that learning. So if you're interested, I know TLP is really um, looking to provide a variety of options across the summer so that everybody can access what they need to be successful. But I do encourage folks to take advantage of those training sessions because it was really nice to just go in there and learn something new without having a hundred other things going on during the school year. So yes, and 
I'm also curious what you think about the fact that we also try to always have faculty community. In other words, faculty talking to faculty and sharing with each other what's working, what's not working. And you don't always have lots of time to do that during the semester either. And we think that uh, you know while you're learning, just like you want your students to have a learning community, creating that learning community with faculty. And I know that you do that. I loved your uh, video from GoFlex that had you on your skateboard. Uh, <laughs> but but just the camaraderie that you create is also um, you know a little more fun, a little more engaging, just based on having the time during the summer to do more of that. I will say that is a big factor. And um, I even have friends that I've run into campus from GoFlex. So Joan, Lindsay, if you're listening, shout out. Hello. It's, it was great to meet <laughs> great. you. Um, but that was true. We were we were booked into cohorts and we, we got to spend the time with people that were doing the same thing. So we got to chat about, okay, well, this is how my lesson goes. This is how your lesson goes. Let's figure out, out this together. And so that was really helpful because now I can lean on those folks outside of the summer to ask questions, to, to just as you say, you've built that community for us. So now we can draw upon them to, to better our teaching and learning. Yeah, and you even brought up that it was a cross-disciplinary, which is also yes. helpful, right? Meaning, yes. you know, you see your your colleagues in your department a little more often, and sometimes it's nice to, you know, connect with others uh, who are also passionate about Chico State and teaching and learning. And there you have it. Today we explored library resources and technology support for faculty. I'd like to thank Stephanie Baldivia and Kathy Fernandez for contributing to this episode. I encourage you to join us for our next episode wherein we will discuss gender identity and inclusivity. You can access previous episodes of Rise Teach Learn as well as the resources discussed through our FDEV podcast webpage. Thank you for listening and exploring. Until next time, we got this Wildcats.